0: remember last month we were talking about high-speed rail, the potential for that coming to the West coast of North America. Turns out we are spending a little bit of money on this. We're going to spend about $300,000 towards a Washington State-led business case study for this proposed ultra-high-speed rail service that theoretically would connect Vancouver with Seattle and Portland up and down the coast there. Now, Washington State Governor Jay Inslee is a big proponent of this kind of a project, and he characterized investing in this, which promises something like a 40 to 50 minute travel time from Vancouver to Seattle and another half hour to Portland. He called this a monument to optimism for future growth in the region. He talked about his thoughts on the project while visiting the legislature earlier this year.
1: I'm bullish about this corridor between British Columbia and the state of Washington. I believe that we have nothing but, uh, uh, should have nothing but optimism about our growth potential. And growth potential will be accelerated to the extent that we can travel uh, in an hour rather than three hours in safety and comfort. And it's hard for me to believe that our tremendous uh, uh, province and state that is so forward-looking, that's technologically so advanced, would not have well-suited for this type of transportation
0: uh, infrastructure. Okay, that's Washington Governor Jay Inslee, obviously a big fan of a, this kind of a project, but... The one thing we do know about this, it would be very, very expensive. That's what we're going to talk about right now. Wendell Cox is with us, Senior Fellow with the Frontier Centre for Public Policy. Wendell, thanks very much for joining us.
1: A pleasure to be with you.
0: So you've been looking at this issue?
1: Oh, yes. I've, uh, I've been uh, uh, evaluating high-speed rail systems, especially around the United States, for uh, two decades at this point.
0: Okay. And so what do you think about this idea in this particular I- area?
1: This one is a really bad project. Why? Uh, of any number of reasons, and, and uh, well, first of all, they aren't even making the usual um, uh, false uh, claims about it being able to pay for itself. One hundred percent of the many billions of dollars—something uh, like uh, fifty-five, sixty billion Canadian—would uh, have to be paid by the taxpayers of the two states and BC. Um, It would require substantial subsidies once built. And and beyond that, who is it going to help? Well, it is going to help people that can drive, people that can take the bus, people that can take the current train service, which isn't the fastest in the world, and people that can fly. And by the way, flying will be about, about as fast. But the basic point is it will make no difference whatsoever on traffic or anything like that it will be simply a uh, income transfer uh, to upper-middle-income com- people uh, from uh, the general populace.
0: Why, then, do you think it still is something that people want? Like, they still there is still demand for it. When we ran this by people, people liked this idea.
1: Oh, there, uh, there are plenty of people that like the idea. I like the idea. Uh, the, the fact is that not enough people like the idea enough to buy tickets to pay for the system, which is the big problem. On the other hand... If you look at the airline system, enough people do buy enough tickets to pay for the system, and that's the big difference.
0: But what about over in a place like Europe, for instance, where the train system there is very uh, accessible, there's a lot of it, and it's usable. People, a lot of people use it. Is this not a case of if you build it, they will come? Well, the,
1: the subsidies of high-speed rail in Europe are huge. In addition to that, the rail market share, the percentage of people traveling between cities, has not increased much, uh, and most of the travel between cities is by car. And mind you, the best rail corridors in Europe are the ones where there are huge tolls. For example, if you were to pay a toll between Vancouver and Seattle... On on uh, uh, Highway 99 and Highway 5, equal to the rates that are being paid in in um, uh, in, in France, uh, you'd be looking at uh, around hundred dollars uh, to make the trip. That's for the toll, not including the, the gasoline. When you add the gasoline and recognize that gasoline prices in Europe are a whole lot higher than they are in Canada, uh, that makes it better as well. But the point is, they're still subsidizing the the system hugely
0: so what is the better way to approach this then
1: well i think the question comes down to what is the question uh what is you know government only has so much money and i follow the vancouver media a good bit and i don't see a lot of people writing in the papers or on the internet about how you're not taxed enough in the lower mainland and there are other needs uh that, that you have in the lower mainland and and uh, for example i mean Uh, Barely a week goes by that I don't read in the province or the sun about the need for affordable housing. Yet what is anybody doing about it? Is it getting better? I guarantee you if you were to go after uh, affordable uh, affordable housing with the same gusto that the leadership of Washington proposes that you go uh, at uh, high-speed rail with, uh, you might make some difference, but it would cost a whole lot more.
0: So what about the situation in California? I know they're kind of going uh, full steam ahead on their high-speed rail project. Have you checked that one out?
1: Well, yes, indeed. I'm author of the principal uh, survey that was done before the election down there, our co-author, I should say, uh, th- that looked at that situation. Uh, the system now is between two and a half and three times as expensive as it was planned to be after adjustment for inflation. It is no longer genuine high-speed rail. It was to run at 200 miles per hour, at about 320 or I'm sorry, 350 kilometers per hour uh, between L.A. and San Francisco. Uh, Now, uh, huge portions of the system have been cut back uh, to speeds of conventional operation. So that, for example, between San Francisco and south of San Jose, about 70 miles, the trains will operate in. in, uh, uh, in competition or on the same tracks as trains that, like the West Coast Express, uh, which is a, a fine commuter rail system in Vancouver. Uh, but it does, if, if you were to put commuter uh, high speed rail trains on that, they would go as slow as the commuter rail trains. That's what's anticipated. Same thing happening in Los Angeles. So the cost escalation has been huge. Um, and, and the California system is, is a standing joke. Uh, the fact is that the California system has broken all sorts of records in terms of cost escalation, uh, cost escalating in costs uh, more than double uh, what the international uh, uh, research uh, suggested that it would.
0: Okay, so then why are these things still popular? Why are they still moving ahead? How does this happen?
1: Well, it comes down to special interests. Uh, There are a lot of people that make an awful lot of money off these systems. You think about California, for example. Think about all the planning money that's been spent down there as a system has gone from $32 billion in today's dollars uh, in 2000 uh, to $85 billion at the low end at this point. Think of all the planning money, all the consultants, all of the engineering firms, and then think about the construction firms You know, the the cost of escalation in the first uh, uh, section under construction in the San Joaquin Valley has been huge. And so this is a great opportunity for people to make money and a great opportunity to really um, increase the burden on taxpayers in the Lower Mainland.
0: You know, uh, Wendell, what this reminds me of is a discussion that we had here prior to hosting the Olympics when we were still pursuing that bid. And there were a lot of people who said that, you know, it was too much money, we shouldn't do it. It was, as you said, an extravagance. I remember seeing bumper, kick, kick, um, bumper stickers that said health care, not the Olympics. But the thing is, there's no guarantee that governments will spend that money and direct it into those other things. Do you know what I mean? Well, like they're just, That money is just going to not be spent then.
1: Oh, oh and wouldn't it be terrible for that money to be kept in the pockets of taxpayers that don't have enough money to pay their mortgages and can't afford their high rents in the Vancouver area? The fact is the money would be far better in the economy left in the pockets of taxpayers where they can buy goods and services that are produced by Canadian workers uh, that are not being produced today because taxes are too high.
0: So you don't believe this, that argument that so many politicians make about this being a job generator, job creator?
1: Uh, no, the, pub, the private sector does a much better job of that. Uh, make work projects are fine if you're in a Great Depression. They don't pay off at all in a normal economy.
0: Now, Wendell, how long have you been talking about things like this?
1: Oh, uh, things like this going back actually 40 years from my time on the L.A. County Transportation Commission.
0: And does it frustrate you that it seems like here you are saying, hey, what about the cost, and yet these things still, still go ahead?
1: Uh, No, it doesn't frustrate me at all, because uh, three of the four projects that I've gone at before in high-speed rail have been killed, so I'm quite happy.
0: All right, we'll have to see what happens with this one. Wendell, thank you.
1: Thank you.